Most kids have been entertained by other classmates, by their teachers, or even if they were at home, they had their iPad that they were doing school on. There's been routine in their life for the last seven months. Yeah. And suddenly they're home. <laughs> and, and you are the star show. You are the star <laughs> this is your time. of the show. Absolutely. And you have to figure out what you're going to do to survive. Today, we are sharing the systems that we are putting in our home so I don't have to listen to my kids ask for snacks 7,000 times a day. Here we go. Hi, I'm Tira. And I'm Wes. Welcome to I Get It, the podcast that lets you know we are all on this wild ride together. And speaking of wild rides. Okay, okay, Wes. <laughs> we are here to have those hard conversations you typically don't even have with your best friend. Yeah, from navigating parenthood to living with adventure and generating income so we can actually retire one day. No topic is off limits, and we call body parts what they are. Life isn't always easy, and you are not alone. Welcome to I Get It. Hello. Hello. Man, it's exciting today. Yeah, last week you were by yourself for a moment. I was by myself. Yes, thank you all so much for showing back up. (laughs) Um, After last week of me having to, you know, just do this thing on my phone. (laughs) Yeah. Your voice sounded good, though. I mean, that's just... Thank you. Just through your uh, iPhone. That's pretty cool. Yeah, not bad at all, which just goes to show that anybody can do a podcast from anywhere. All you need is your phone. Yeah. So super easy. Are you doing an Anchor ad right now? Like, it sounds like it. Oh, yeah. We use Anchor.com. Yeah. Is that it? Anchor. Yeah, anchor.fm. I think. <laughs> okay. Anyways, we are here and I feel like a brand new woman. I, I think I'm officially the opposite of what most moms feel right now Mm -hmm. school is over and i was i think i was counting down the days faster and harder than most kids (laughs) yeah since like august of last year since august of last year i've been counting down (laughs) how many days we have left until school is over and we reached that point and i looked at wes and I said, you are about to see a new woman. I mean, and it's really funny too. And I was like, I like you. Yeah. <laughs> You're who I want. So um, we have been getting a babysitter a couple of times a week more recently than we were, you know, the, the intense part of COVID. And so I've been going to the office more and doing more photo shoots. And last week or the week before, Wes looked at me. And he said, I really like what you've been wearing. You know, you've, you were like only wearing dark clothes for a bit. And now you're wearing color again, because I love color. And I looked at him and said, it's because I'm finally leaving our house mm-hmm. <laughs> regularly for the first time in a year. And it's really exciting. But I also know that with school ending, there's this overlay for all of the moms looking at our kids thinking, what are we going to do with you during the day for the next two to two and a half months? How are we going to get through this? And what do we need to do so we all thrive and don't just survive and we're productive and we're not just sitting on our bums all day long? Yeah. And so I looked at the areas that we tend to struggle with the most and I'm putting systems in place to make those areas 
easier and better in our lives. So I think that that is the first place you start before I go into like my specific things that I'm doing for yourself is look at the areas that y'all tend to struggle with the most. And I'm going to share with you what ours are, but look and see where are you getting the most frustrated with your kids every day? Is there something that you can put there to make your life and their life easier so you can all get along better? So Wes, what did you just three minutes ago finish doing? Uh, Putting together a shoe shelf. A shoe shelf. Because every single day we are trying to leave our home, we like to take our shoes off at the door. It's not a requirement, but we do it as a family. And so all of the shoes are just piled there. There is always the kid that only has the one shoe or can't find the shoes because they're at the bottom of the pile. They're just like stacked on top of each other. Or they're outside in the yard for the Or they're outside in the yard, which the shoe shelf will do nothing to help with that problem. But I've gotten a shelf now where every single individual in our home has their own bucket. Your shoes will be the only shoes in that bucket. So now when we come, when we go, everything has a place. So hopefully this area that's very, very frustrating typically will only be frustrating half the time. If if we make it to 50%, that's worth it. Yeah. I mean, the best thing about it is we can take a look and do an inventory very easily and 100%. say, hey, where are your shoes at? You need to get those in right now. So it's not when we're trying to rush out the door. Yes. We can do that at every other time. A hundred percent. And we know who has what type of shoe because right now I forget because all the shoes are just lumped together. I tend to buy one kid shoes and then forget the <laughs> other kid is actually the kid that needs shoes. So now we can actually see what everyone has, what everyone's needs are, and it's going to make our life so much easier. The other thing that we did, we wanted to jumpstart our summer. And this is probably the corniest thing that parents around America are going to do this summer. But it was such a light, such an enjoyment for us. We had a yes day. If you have not seen the movie on Netflix yet with Jennifer Gardner, it is so fun. It's lighthearted. It is definitely exaggerative, you know? Mm-hmm. So when you're watching it, you have the moments of like, that's so far from being real life, but that's kind of the point. But I will say that the first eight minutes of that movie were 100% real life for me. Yeah. So and much that you cried, right? So I wept watching that movie because it's about this woman who was super adventurous, said yes to life. She was always ready to go and do fun things. And then she had kids and all she was doing was yelling no at them. And they view her now as this like horrible person because she's trying to keep them having good grades and surviving and not running into the street. All of the things that we as moms do. And I was like, that is me 100%, especially becoming the virtual school mom. I've yelled at my kids so much And I've also not yelled at them a lot. We've had a lot of wind days, but man, I've just, they've, that we've walked through darkness together this year, me and these children. So I watched that movie and I was like, I need a win. I need a win with my kids. I need them to see me having fun and we need to do this together. So we created our plan. All have helped get organized. Our oldest, who is seven, organized the boys, made the the schedule and the list of what we wanted to do, set the budget, 
and we had a great day. Mm-hmm. And so starting our summer off with a bang, with something that got us all excited. We were all involved. I did not use my phone during the day. It was just focused on each other was just a great way to start the summer. Yeah. Now, it was a little difficult for Wes because he's not used to being home with them all day long. (laughs) (laughs) See, he had that four o'clock slump ride to pep talking, but we made it through. For good reason. For, it's always a good reason. Yeah. I mean, when you have four kids as young as ours are, it's always a good reason to hit that slump. We've yeah. been with them all day long. But just thinking of something to just kick the start the summer, you know, something we all need a win. Your kids need a win. So giving them that win and giving them something to work towards was so fun and beneficial for all of us. The next thing that we're doing, I'm organizing our life. I'm trying really hard to put systems in place. And when I was looking at where we are struggling during the day, one of our big issues is snacks. I, we spend so much money in snacks every single week. It's insane. Our kids just go to the cabinet and get what they want because I'm trying to find this balance of not having body issues and being like, no, you can only eat this at this time and all of this, you know, trying to control what they're eating, giving them freedom, while also not spending $200 in snacks every week because my children are giants and just eating constantly. So seeing that this was a problem, I started looking at into different options of what I could do. And I've seen a few different things that are working for other moms. I have a friend who has two different jars And one jar is filled with the healthier snacks, granola bars, nuts, things like that. And that is her jar that the kids can eat from at any moment, any time during the day. Go for it. And then she has a, you have to ask mom jar. And that has the more specialty snacks, the Cheez-Its, the little, you know, Oreo things. Those snacks you have to ask for. And I thought that was a great idea and a great system. For me, I ended up finding these individualized baskets. So every single kid has a basket. And when you wake up in the morning, that has your snacks for the day. So you have a granola bar, an apple, a cheese stick, your water, and some other random, like today was a bag of popcorn. And you can eat that at any time you want. It's yours. And when it's gone, that's it. It's gone. And yes, having the younger kids, that's going to take some training. It takes some work and it's kind of a move it to Milo. The baby doesn't eat from everybody else's snack pile. Yeah. His whole, <laughs> his whole pile is gone before 930 this morning. Oh yeah. Because <laughs> he had access to it. But the older kids, they realized, okay, I need to spread this out Yeah, and I need to choose wisely. And I can say that we've ended our days without the entire box of fig newtons being gone in one sitting the fact that there are still fig newtons in our cabinets is a miracle the kids are not constantly asking me for snacks they have what they need when they need it and i know what they're getting yeah and i have the option to choose what that is the next thing that we are doing that is working that we're really excited about is our reward system our kids I mean, we obviously, we do time out. We do have consequences for negative actions, but we have found in our family that we get stuck in these spirals where 
if you, this one kid does something early in the morning and it's they're just immediately in trouble. Well, now they're frustrated. So they are now acting out. Well, so then they're in trouble again. They're in trouble again. And we get stuck in this spiral where all day, all they're doing is getting in trouble. So we are trying to remove the focus of the getting in trouble part of it. Yes, there will still be consequences when they do something harmful, obviously. But focus more on the rewards. So each child has their own jar. The jar has their name on it. And every single time they do something, which is having good manners, helping someone, doing, uh, hey, bring me this thing and they don't complain about it or pick up this trash and they don't complain about it, they get a cotton ball. And a friend of mine posted this that she's doing it with her kids. All you moms that are inventing this stuff, like y'all win every award, they get a cotton ball and it goes in their jar. Then there's a prize bucket that they can use their cotton balls like money and buy things from the prize bucket. I am giving cotton balls out freely because I'm wanting to build habits. I'm still trying to teach just basic manners of the yes, ma'am, no, sir. And so I want to constantly be rewarding them for these behaviors. So our prize bucket, it has, you know, it starts out at 15 cotton balls. You have to have 15 to even get one item where I've seen a few moms, they have a sucker for one cotton ball. And in our prize bucket, everything in there is just like little baby stuff, you know, little like a kinder dollar store items, the kinder chocolate uh, eggs that have the little toy inside. Um, And then there's also some big ticket items. So 50 cotton balls gives you an ice cream date with mama or papa. You know, 75 cotton balls, you get to go spend the night at Granny and Paul's house. I should have made that one a lot lower <laughs> for $30. Two, yeah, two cotton balls, you can go spend the you night. You get to go spend the <laughs> night somewhere else. <laughs> and so coming up with prizes that they really want to do and they're excited about, and we're creating good and positive habits throughout our day. So now when it comes time, hey, we need to clean up, they know they're going to earn cotton balls from it. So they are all pitching in, they're ready to help pick up, and then I'm giving them cotton balls like they're candy, and they're learning how to spend them wisely and save. So to speak a little bit about the reward system, we've done a few different systems. Yes. We, we, you know, on our refrigerator, we have the star system, which, you know, we use a few times a year. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think that's okay. You know, it's okay that our kids aren't going to grow up and say, yeah, my entire life I've used the cotton ball system. <laughs> yes. So, you know, I expect to get a reward, you know, for my relationship with you and cotton balls. Um, but yeah, I think it's okay to kind of, it makes it new, makes it fun. Stuff like that. For sure. And for us, it's finding the system that's working. And so the star system it had to do with very specific behaviors. You know, when you do your chores, you get a star. When you uh, read a book, you get a star. And we would just forget, you know, the stars weren't accessible. So for me, I'm creating things that's all about accessibility. I don't have to think about these things. They know where the cotton balls are. I say, hey, go give yourself a cotton ball. They go pick it up. They put it in their jar and it's done. And then they actually feel like they have earned it because they are getting to do the action to do that. Yep. And tonight our oldest was, uh, she was trying to earn that cotton ball. Oh, yeah. She was reading to the boys. Oh, yeah. And uh, trying to put them down to sleep. She's like, you can go downstairs and do what you need to do. (laughs) 
I was like, it's okay. I can wait, you know? Yeah. But uh, yeah, she was like, do I get a cotton ball for that afterwards? You're not allowed to ask. If they ask for the cotton ball, they don't get it. Oh, okay. Yes. So that was the very first rule. You have to do something without asking for the reward. Yeah. And I told them, you won't get it every single time. But whenever I see a pattern of behavior, yes, I'm going to be giving them out to you. Yeah. And um, yeah, obviously, like, they're different, you know, they're on different levels. So Olive has to do a little bit more than our two-year-old to get a cotton ball, obviously. So it's just age-appropriate type things and trying to build positive habits when they're at home. So our summer will hopefully be filled with a little less attitude when we're asking them to do things. And more cotton balls. <laughs> and more cotton balls that we have to make sure no one puts in their mouth. Yeah, I totally came home and you had the system all set up and I didn't know anything about it. And I was like, why is she putting marshmallows <laughs> in these jars, these glass jars? Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe plastic would be good next time, but... Um, it works. It works. Whatever works. Yeah. It was what was available at the Walmart pickup that day. It works. <laughs> the next thing, the issue that we also have in our house is the TV, which is ironic because we don't even have a TV. <laughs> we have a projector system. And we did that specifically because we didn't, we didn't want the TV on all the time. So we did a projector. So it took a few extra steps to actually set up and do, and we couldn't just press a button. But our kids have become just addicted. That's all they want to do. But on the flip side of that, it makes them crazy. It makes them crazy. If you ever think my children are crazy, ask yourself, how long have they been watching TV or on their iPad or whatever it is? It is shocking, honestly, the correlation between our kids' attitudes and how long they've been watching TV. <laughs> and so this summer, I know that I don't one, want to use that as my crutch. I don't want to do that. And two, I don't want to be constantly hearing about when am I going to get to watch this show? So I will, I have a magnet that's hung up that on it, it says, want to watch TV question mark. And it's a checklist of things that they have to do before the TV comes on. Those things are move your body, exercise for 30 minutes, and they know what those options are. Jump on the trampoline. You know, we can do a yoga workout, something like that. Have you read? Have you done your chores? Played in your room. And then we have worksheets that they can do like chores. fun little worksheets. Chores. Yeah, chores. Did I not say that? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so they will go through the list ask themselves that question. If they haven't done it, then no, you can't watch TV yet. It is right there in front of them. So they don't have to ask me. They can just look at the list and say, uh, what have I not checked off yet? Okay, now I've done all these things. I can ask her if I can watch something. Mm -hmm. And that will just help eliminate the number of times I will hear that question every single day while achieving the things that I want to make sure that they still do every single day. And the last thing that I'm doing, which is very similar to that, is creating a written schedule. Kids have been in school or at home, but still having a type of routine every day for the last since August. Even with my kids being in virtual at home, 
every single day, one starts with reading and then goes to math and then goes to English. And they repeat these things constantly. So when they leave their school environment and they come out with no routine, it makes them a little nutty. Kids thrive on knowing what to expect. And we, Wes and I, struggle in parenthood with this because we tend to not be people of routine. We want to go on vacation in July that we still haven't booked (laughs) because we don't know what's going to happen. We're scared to schedule anything. We We are booking things at the last minute constantly. And so to tell my kids, this is what you can expect is difficult for us. We've had to really adapt ourselves for them in that way because we've seen what a difference it makes in their lives and in their tiny human brains. So they can look at the schedule and know, okay, this is what I can expect this week. I have gymnastics at 11 on Tuesdays. We have, we're going to the swimming pool on Wednesday at this time. I'm going to see... Emmeline and Woody at this time, they will know what is going to happen before it happens so they can feel safe. So they're not constantly asking, when are we doing this? When are we doing this? It's on the board. It's on the schedule. You can look at it. And they will know every single day, this is what I have to do today. And hopefully it is going to set us up for success. Now here is something, I guess, a little asterisk that I add to all of these things. I don't expect to be perfect at any of this. If I stick to my TV thing for four weeks or two weeks or however long, and then I throw that magnet out and be like, listen, I'm done. We're watching TV all day. I succeeded because for two weeks, I know my kids read every single day. And for two weeks, I know my kids exercise every single day. I did not fail in that way. So creating these systems, you do what's going to work for you as long as you need it for to work for you. And seeing what holes you have in your home and you have in your family and putting action into place, it's okay to pivot from that. It's okay to change and it doesn't make you a failure. I think so many times we say, well, I'm not even going to do that because I won't stick to it. Well, however long you did it was successful for you. It was still you trying something to better yourself and better your family. And it created that system in place. So you can always go back to it when your life allows you to do so. If we make it two weeks and then I get a summer cold and they have to watch TV. Well, then we'll take a week off from that system and we'll go back to it after. It is always okay to go back to things or to stop as they're needed. It doesn't make you a failure. So don't have the mindset of I'm not even going to try it because I know it won't last. Yeah. Wes and I are not expert parents (laughs) by any means. (laughs) (laughs) What are you trying to say? We are are right here alongside of y'all trying to figure this out. 100%. And I feel like every time I get into a stage with my kid where I'm like, I've got this, boom, they shift and they change. And so therefore our system then has to shift and it has to change. And so I just know that I cannot manage this summer doing what I have been doing. I have to look and think what has been driving me crazy that I didn't have the energy for. I didn't have the energy to do this when I was trying to also balance the virtual school program. 
I couldn't do it. I couldn't put anything else in place. But now that I've had that break, I've had a week off from it, I can start really seeing what areas do we all need to improve. TV, snacks, routine, building good habits. And these are the areas that I can put my energy and my focus for this summer in trying to create this for us before we go back into next year. And that's it. That's it. That's what we're doing. And fingers crossed that two months from now, we can be like, <laughs> we did it. Yeah, we're good to do a follow-up of this. <laughs> yeah. And it will probably be different for each child. And I really see our oldest thriving with several of these things and really our second as well. And our kids that struggle with focus and attention and just anxiety, these things help them so much just settle their little brains down so they know what to expect. Yeah. And summer is hard for them in that way. And I am really looking forward to this summer. I hope you all are too. We got to see, we've seen people recently. Yeah. We've had backyard barbecues with human beings and we took our kids into indoor spaces in Huntsville and it's just been magical already. So I'm so excited to see what the rest of the summer holds. We have a few trips planned as a family. And if we ever book those plane tickets, Wes and I are also going to go somewhere solo, which is very exciting to think about. Yeah. If you have any like star recommendations for Mexico area. I thought we were doing or Costa Rica. Costa Rica. You decided yeah. this morning. This is why we can't plan anything. <laughs> well, I meant like, you know, kind of the central. Oh, okay. Central America area. Yeah. Um, yes, we are going to try to get away. And so if you would like to follow us on our adventures, we're hoping to do some RV stuff, just different things all summer long. You can find me at Tira Wages. And if you have any more questions about this or any other podcast that you've listened to from us, please feel free to reach out. I would love to have a conversation with you. Thank you so much for being here, for showing up. Please leave us a review if you haven't done so yet and share your favorite episode online. Share with me what you're doing. I love people with ideas. Obviously, share with me an idea or a system that you've put into your home. It can apply to anything, even how you organize your own life. Send it to me. I would love to see it. So I know that life is a little crazy and there are days that you feel a little crazy, especially when you have 60 days to fill with little humans who are used to being entertained all day long. You are not alone. I get it. Be happy and love each other. Peace. <laughs>